Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Decoding 40, the funniest, the fastest hour in podcast history. I'm your host this week, Vincent Perez. This is Decoding 40, and I'm joined this week with my boys. Why is it the fastest podcast in history? Fucking asshole. Hey, I'm trying to help you out, bro. This is the new motherfucking intro. Someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Decoding 40. I'm your host this week, Vincent Perez, and I'm joined here with my boys. This is your boy L.O. AKA I might need a new laptop. This is Alaric. Yeah, you you definitely need a new laptop, yo. The, the the amount of shit that L is going through right now, his infrastructure is rocked. So what I'm doing now is I'm just really just cleaning out the entire hard drive right now. The only thing that's going to be left is the operating system. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, if you've had it for 11 years, you could probably do a hard reset. Yeah, and just reinstall. We'll we'll see what this does. Eleven years is a long time for a Mac. Yeah, that shit is. I ain't going to front. This has been a hell of a laptop. Applesauce uh, now. It uh, it actually, I spilled water on it. It was out of, wasn't functioning for about two three months, and then uh, one day I just said, you know what? Let me see if this thing is working, and it came on. And ever since then, we've been riding. Yeah, but sometimes that liquid just. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was just, sitting there waiting. It woke up that rust, like no, that was that was like getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep, got him. That was six years ago. Wow, yeah, that one water droplet that was sitting there <laughs> six years, just waiting, just holding <laughs> on. I'm waiting on him. Mm. That's what's up. So, um, what's going on in your life, fellas? Who do you, who wants to start? I still don't have. Please my tell car. me you got your car back. Oh, I do not have my man. car. Oh my god. The loggers. I literally girl. thought you weren't saying anything because that was going to be no. your check-in. No, Jesus I am. Christ. I am so pissed off. Now I've escalated. Okay. I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready to call out, call him by name yet, but I know who's standing in my way. Oh, let's get. He him. won't call me back. No. Is it the adjuster? It's the adjuster. Wow. I've called him five times. Left a message. Left a claim number left a message telling him I left a message, left another message telling him I already left a message. Here's my claim number. Yeah. Me back. <laughs> your name, yo, your name and number comes up on his caller ID. And he's like, oh, fuck this guy again. All you got to do is call me back, Brian. Brian. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to letting out your last name, Brian. All right. Old government. Um, You got one week, Brian. You got one week, Brian. Yeah, Brian. No, you don't even have a week. You have till tomorrow, Brian. Brian, no, no, I mean, before we uh, release your name on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one week. But uh, I need, I need, yeah. What the fuck so, is happening, yo? Like, so what is now, happening? So now I'm calling back Geico because I don't want to speak to the adjuster. I want to speak to the manager of the adjusters because my man should have called me back by now. You need to speak to the super adjuster. Whoever I need to talk to. Well, first of all, it's stupid that the dealership won't release my car. Because where am I going? I still got to go make payments. And it's Geico. Where's Geico, Geico going? You know it's what I'm saying? It's not like you owe money for 
this vehicle. Right. Other than other than your car payment. Right. And you've already gotten seventeen thousand dollars. They're not they're not trying to run. I don't know what my man Brian is doing, but that supplement payment invoice is not showing up on my account. No one at Geico can see it. So I don't know if some shifty business is going on right now, but mm-hmm. right now it's holding up me getting my vehicle and everybody's about to catch it. Because tomorrow, my first phone call is to the service department manager. I'm no longer speaking to the guy, the specialist I've been talking to. I'm done talking to him because he can't do anything. So now I got to talk to the service manager because it, it's getting, it's ridiculous. So, on so the, have you identified where your car is located? I don't know if it's at the dealership or if it's at the body shop. This but is it's the between part that them. most vexes me. I got to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. this is your property and no one has confirmed the location of it. I actually haven't asked where it is. This car is having drinks in what, Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> when, I, when I dropped it off, I dropped it off at the dealership and the dealership made arrangements to get it over to the body shop. So I don't actually know where it is. It actually, I, still, I don't. I still your think- shit has been taken. <laughs> I have a very I special set of skills. <laughs> I need Liam Neeson's. Yeah. Your shit is like taken, son. Yo, I honestly, I, I think I'm going to uh, repeat what I said last week. I think you need to make a personal visit to both locations. You got to turn into a super Karen or something. You got to Karen. Out. Yeah, you a Kareem. Be. You have to be Kareem. You have to be Kareem. I want to speak to the manager's manager's mother. Yeah. I want to speak to the president of Subaru. Yeah. Put him on the phone. Yeah. This this is, it's, it's really ridiculous. And I'm thinking Subaru American. No, no, but they have an American presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're known for their granola cars. Yeah. And it's funny. Every time I see the commercial now, I I actually think this is pretty fucked up that he's dealing with this. They're full of shit. Full of shit. Because they've got this love commercial campaign uh, going on right now. There's no love. There's absolutely no There's no love. There's just cars that are being held hostage right now. Stickers' <laughs> <laughs> cars being held hostage. It's ridiculous. Hey, Subaru. Uh, I know, sex you know trafficking well, that, car. That, that, that part, I'm not going to hold Subaru accountable for. But the dealership, because they're, they're not, they're independently owned. Mm-hmm. Right? But Subaru of America is responsible for not having that part in, in for five, for four months. And now I'm going at them because I'm like, you're going to have to give me some money. Well, the whole, give situ- me some money back. the whole situation is fucked up, whether it's Subaru, Subaru of America, whether it's an independent dealer, they all represent the Subaru brand. And right. that in itself is being fucked with because you're not getting the top, the proper service that you should have received. Now, the right. whole five month thing is one thing. Because well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm something. saying. This is what 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 Subaru of America is responsible for is not having the part for four months. Yeah, and that's what I'm going after them for. Yeah. So now, now I want, I want those payments back. Yeah. But the dealership, that's another story because they're holding my. They actually physically have my car, mm-hmm. which is now fixed. Now I need to go at them about getting my car back. And this guy Brian is just a fucking no show. I don't know what the hell Brian is doing, bro. Come on, Brian. Get your shit together. Brian is like, I'm uh, I'm not fucking with this dude. Brian, I'm going to cause you problems. I'm I'm definitely going to cause you problems. Hello, Brian. Yes. (laughs) Yo, Brian, I'm letting you know right now, as it escalates, Rick will get 
more and more Jamaican. He will start talking with an accent. He will suck his teeth on the microphone and he will start busting shots in the background. He better fix his fucking car. Get that check. Like, I don't understand why Geico is not sending out a check for this. Like, how long do we have to deal with this bullshit? I'm not sure Geico has an invoice because when I call and I look at my, you can look at your account online. Yeah. You can see every payment that's sent out, every uh, money request, invoice request. You can see all of that. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's not on the online system and maybe Geico can see it on their end because they probably have a more in-depth look at Mm -hmm. the account. They don't see it either. So now this is Brian's problem. Brian is creating a problem for me. Brian, I fucked up. And Brian, I'm going to create a problem for you. Consumer Reports, the the Consumer Report website, Mm. they should have never let me know that that existed. (laughs) Because now it's just like, I'm going to be a 90-year-old lady. Yep. Yours truly, Kareem. (laughs) (laughs) Kareem Campbell. Just talking shit on the the Consumer Report, uh, Consumer Advocacy. Yeah. And apparently they're doing something. Listen, man, best of luck with that bullshit because that shit is that's a nightmare. Like I thought I my I thought I was having problems with the refrigerator situation. You haven't (laughs) that car shit is like next level. Uh the the dealers being petty. Yeah. Uh Geico is being petty. They're playing games now because like we're at the finish line here. Like they should walk that check down to the dealership. Seriously. At this point. You know what I mean? Or say, look. What's your account number? We're gonna give we're gonna just forward you the money and you can go and pay them and get your car back. Somebody like someone needs to put a thousand dollars where it needs to be, either in your hands to pay these motherfuckers, yeah, or they pay them directly. Something has to give. Right. Well well, between the rental cars, the repair, the the repair, the cost of the repair, mm-hmm. um, they're probably gonna pay like half the value of the car. But more than half the value of the car. They're mad. More than half. They're mad right now. Yeah. I don't care. Just give me my shit back. You know what's so funny, Vin? You said uh, best of luck with that. And I know you didn't mean it the way that I'm thinking about it, but I just saw something that was talking about when people say thoughts and prayers. (laughs) 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 It's just a meaningless throwaway statement. (laughs) But... uh, no, I, I, I know, no, I know. I really no, I know. It, it, it just because that it shit just is annoying. In. Because listen, <laughs> like if it wasn't Rick, if it was somebody that was like a passenger in my fucking Uber, I'd be like, yeah, best of luck, whatever, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, and thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Let's bow our heads with thoughts and prayers. Fuck out of here. Oh wow, yeah, man. Best of luck to you. All right, yeah. Well, that's my only thing. That's the only thing I'm thinking about this week. Jesus. So. That's my check-in. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X-Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. I got Ello's Daily Rant ready. Oh, shit. Rearing to go. Um, I'll just start off. Uh, vegans, you guys need to knock it off. 
what exactly do they need to knock off? What, what happened? They, they just need to knock everything off. Um, <laughs> stop calling things what they're not. My wife sends me a recipe for Cajun fried vegan fish. No. You know what this is, actually? Fried cabbage. Mushroom. It's fried banana blossoms. First of all, I don't even know what banana blossoms are. The banana it's, peel? I, I have no idea. I didn't even bother to look it up. But what I'm saying is, why can't you just call it fried banana blossoms? Because <laughs> nobody going to eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes I, just like fish. Look, I would try fried banana blossoms. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, like, why do you need to call it fish? Bread. And, they, and they do this. There's this thing, uh, vegan tuna, which is neither fish what? nor tuna. So I'm just tired of just mimicking what? food. What just call it what it is. If it's fried vegetable, call it the fried vegetable. Knock it off. I've had enough. I have seen those fried wood ear uh, mushrooms that they say is like a drumstick or it's like chicken. Exactly. Yeah. That's Stop too much. It. That's too much mushroom in my mouth. I don't want that. Pause. Pause. It's, it's too much mushroom. <laughs> it's too much. It's just too much. I have seen, uh, I think it was the oyster mushrooms and they made it look like a uh, chicken uh, tenders oyster mushroom that's what i was thinking of and it looked you know the way they battered it up with all of the you know the the egg and the panko crust and it was it was seasoned right it did look like a a, a chicken, chicken breast. tender a chicken tender like i but would try what, it because it has it a fried texture. oysters oyster what is mushroom. it oyster oyster mushrooms just call it that just like i had uh i made um fried cauliflower looks and smells just like chicken now, when my oldest went to go eat it, because he was ready to sit down, he was like, oh, we're about to get some chicken bites. He bit into it. He was. <laughs> this is fucking cauliflower. This is not right. chicken. The fuck is this? He was disgusted by the bite. It's vegan <laughs> chicken. But I didn't call it vegan chicken. He just thought it was. <clears throat> so I'm just tired of this. Like, they have the vegan uh, beef ribs. Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Why are we even yeah. calling it beef ribs? Because they want you to get on board. They want you to feel that there are options that don't require it's, you it's eating for flesh. Ridiculous. And like I started a, started this off, knock I, it off. I, I will say this as somebody who doesn't eat meat, texture is something that's desirable. Like when the Beyond Burger came out, it was the most satisfying non-meat burger experience I've ever had. Because texturally, like in your mouth, <laughs> the way you chew it like texture texture you say that as you say that like yeah. someone who has not had a burger in a very long time uh yeah probably uh, so for but i i i get i get both sides of, years. i get both sides of Jeez. of the equation here cuz i too have enjoyed a beyond burger an impossible burger and all those other things cuz i go through phases where i don't eat meat for a while and then i can enjoy a very tasty burger um, but the Beyond Burger, as far as vegan options, is probably the better one. That and the Impossible, because everything else, like I've had, uh, I think one time I made the mistake of getting the Bubba Burger, vegetable burger. Well, the Bubba vegetable burger was like grass with carrots and celery chunks in it <laughs> with brown liquid on it. It was it was disgusting. It was That's like, usually what veggie patties are. It was just yeah. disgusting. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but it's like beyond, don't even don't even yeah like don't even why are you even trying why you, why did you even waste the but wait the was it called a veggie patty 
Yes. And it was okay. like chunks can, of carrot. I can it. respect that. I can't. Because it's I a can't. vegetable disgusting. patty. It was right. disgusting. Calling yeah. it a burger. Identifying as a vegetable patty so I know not to order it. Yes. Right. Disgusting. If it doesn't yeah. say beyond in front of it or impossible, I don't want to fucking look at it. Get this right. fucking. I don't. If if I, if I can I, see I find those two options unacceptable as well. Listen, it's better than getting the actual pieces of vegetable in yeah. the I middle just, of the I, I, I well, like veggie the, patties. The option one because they're called veggie patties. It's nasty. <laughs> You're the, nasty. The 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 best option before impossible and beyond was Boca burgers, mm. but they're so full of soy. It's Almost as bad for you as eating a real yeah. meat Fucking patty. 75% sodium. It's full of just salt and soy. Yeah. I'm going to have a bite of this, and my pressure is going to go through the roof. There is this um, seaweed burger that I want to try. Oh, God, no. Just so I can throw up. Well, that, and then also compare it to an actual burger. Oh, my God. This guy's going to fucking... I want him. I have a burger made out of motor oil and tires. It's delicious. Mm. <laughs> but that's well, my that's, rant. But uh, that's not vegan. What's that? The tire burger. The tire. <laughs> <laughs> it's the motor oil. <laughs> oh my god! Wouldn't it though? It, it's not plant. I mean, it's 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 plant based yeah. tires. No. Oh, the oil the, the, is made from the crushed dinosaur. Oh yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's from an the animal earth. byproduct. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's like dinosaurs. So it's like really bad because <laughs> they've been dead for so long so like there's that <laughs> i'm super vegan you're like eating dinosaur blood whatever it is it's motor oil dinosaur I, can, I can take that motor oil and fry my oysters and have a faux chicken sandwich how do you like that mmm <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Oh, shit. So other than that, family and I went out to Newark to celebrate the 60th birthday of one of our cousins, Jonathan. So actually, his birthday was a month ago, but almost a month ago. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be a month ago. But we had an amazing time. He had the um, uh, Harlem Nights theme for the birthday party. Oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't. I rolled up in the Mad, Mad Men theme. I was in the wrong TV show and movie. So... Um, <laughs> But everybody had a great time. Uh, food was good. The music was good. The DJ was actually excellent. Mm. Yeah, and everybody just had a good time. So Newark, not so bad. Not so bad on that side of town. This was over by the Prudential. It was. It was pretty cool. I think that's the Iron Bound. I think they call that over there. Yeah, that that area has so much potential. I was just over there probably a week and a half ago, and I, I found that sandwich spot. By the way, it's on Broad mm. Street. It has so much potential. But it never actually goes anywhere. Just wait. They're building their little bubbles. Yeah. And I think that if the right developers come come along, it'll accelerate the development pretty quickly. It's, I'm seeing office buildings. Three to five years. You'll see. Three to five years. I'm telling you. When So I, I worked on the Whitney Houston dock in 2018. And we were shooting downtown Newark. And it looks exactly the same. Well, downtown really? Newark, there's not it's really they're not really building in downtown Newark. The over there by the Prudential Center is where they're building. Yeah. They have all those lots. That's no, not really that's, downtown. Oh, I'm talking about broad, where Broad Street Market. Okay, that yeah, like it yeah. looks exactly the same. Yeah, that change that's not really changing. Those buildings have been there forever. But I'm talking about where they're building at by the Prudential Center out in that area over there. They they're building past there. There's just like these open fucking lots. They're just waiting to build on top of and. 
they stopped because of COVID. But same thing with Jersey City. Like there's they're building these massive fucking buildings everywhere. And it's a matter of time before they build out Jersey City. They got to put people somewhere. And they, they're building a lot of these like they're like these little townhome enclaves where like they have their fucking their cleaner. They have their little five guys and all of the shit they have in there. Yeah, I thought the area was really nice. I mean, we it was nighttime. We got there about 6 p.m. But um, from what I could tell, I, f- I felt safe. You felt safe. Uh, <laughs> which is. I, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to Newark. <laughs> <laughs> it was safer than the sandwich shop. Yeah, it, it was, you know, I, I didn't feel, I wasn't in fear of my life. It wasn't like Red Men. And and the rest of the crew were gonna come and get me. Yeah, it didn't feel like Jersey Drive or any of that. So okay. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But then I will hit you guys with what I'm watching on TV. Um, have you guys heard of a TV show called The Parent Test? No, no. On one hand, it's a tearjerker type TV show because what it does is compares these various different parenting styles to figure out which parenting style is the best. And we will see. I, I just got into it. But one of the styles, uh, here's, here's one highlight. Is it a reality show? Yes, a reality show. One of the kids smacked the father. Needless no. to say, that parenting style didn't make it very far. <laughs> everybody Wait. was like, whoa. That was, a, that was a white dad. Yes, that was. Yeah. That was. I know it was a white dad. Son, why did you do that? <laughs> I'm your Black father. You don't like. smack me. Black dad was like... No, I can't see my son smacking me ever. Yeah. N- not that, not that, not to say that all white sons can smack a white dad. Right? No, that's but, not true. Uh, but they were using but no black the name son of the is ever smacking a black dad. Yeah, ever. Yeah. If your dad is white and drinks um, Coors um, banquet beers and smokes Marlboros, you're not getting that off on that dad. Oh no! Try to smack that dad, that white dad. He's beating you the fuck up. That dad is taking you to the mat. He's he's going round for round with you, boy. Looks like you're smelling yourself now, aren't you? <laughs> he almost be like, he's "I was waiting like, for this hold thing. my beer and hold my goddamn cigarette." <laughs> I, I guarantee uh, most kids are not going to be able to smack the smack white dad, but no black child is smacking a black dad. Without or Mexican dad, without getting some or Chinese dad, some uh, Puerto Rican dad. retribution taken out yeah. on him, yeah, because yeah. he just looks stunned. Like, why would you smack me, <laughs> son? <laughs> my golly, I was like, bro, because like the the instant reaction for like the the uh, what's the, the the word I'm looking for? It's the instant reaction, more like a yeah, the instant reaction would just, as soon as the blow hits your face, is for the hand, the right hand, to go right for the kid's throat. That's right. like, oh. bang! Like, it's it's like almost, it's instant. Like, as soon as you he hits you, or the, the, the you feel the air from his hand swinging towards your face, you're going right for the throat. Exactly. He's you're like Homer Simpson to... on board at that point. Well, I'm assuming I'm still fast enough to get to... Uh... You don't gotta be fast. He was close enough to smack him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you. That's a quick throat chop. You fast enough to do that still? Just real quick to the throat. Esophageal. I I was going to ask you guys, how would you rate your style of parenting? How would you describe your style of parenting? Because I'll tell you the different styles that I remember. There was a negotiating style. There was a a morally strict style. There was 
a high achiever style. But I'll, I'll say this before you guys answer the question. One, they have the kids do these activities and then see how they respond in these uh, tests. And one of the tests was a stranger danger test. And I think all the kids may have failed this test or the, all the kids that were presented with this option were failed it. Two of the kids that I saw opened the door, their home door for what they thought was either the gas man or some other Amazon uh, utility uh, provider. What was, the, what was the age? Under 10, probably Eight. closer to five or six. Shit. That Come was on in. That was a very jarring thing to watch on television because mm-hmm. I was like, because apparently they left the kids alone in the house. And the two examples that I'm thinking of, they both went to the door and the uh, adult said, hey, uh, I'm from the w- whatever company and I need to check on something in your in your house. Are your parents home? They say, no. Can I come in? Yes. Sure. Come on in. Take me. And I was like, wow. And I think that my youngest son heard that. He was like, what? <laughs> Stupid. Are, are city kids different? Yeah, I think. Yeah, they are. are different. Yeah. yeah. Because well, these were my, these this was one urban family and one suburban family. My son is four, and here's the doorbell, and he goes to open the first. So we have a first door, and we have a, a, like a security door, but it has like a mm-hmm. a, a one a two way mirror on on the door, so you can't see in, but we can see out. And he wants to see who's at the door, and I keep having to tell him, "Do not open that door. Mm. Do not open that door." Cause he's just curious. He wants to see who it is. Cause he's just expecting it to be granny or it's, it's mm. going to be, uh, Auntie Oshu, uh, his aunt or, his, you know, or his cousin. But yeah, that's scary. I don't think yeah. he let anybody in though. I tell him, do not touch that yeah. door. That's, that's, yeah. That was one of the things that came from the conversation is constantly reinforcing that message to kids that, you know, this is, this is a potentially dangerous, you know, activity. You don't want to do this, not to scare them to death, but to make them aware that, you know, that this, this could potentially uh, cause you harm. But back to my original question, how would you guys describe your uh, parenting style? I don't know, man. I, I, I guess what's a morally, what's the one, one of the choices? Morally strict. Mm-hmm. So that was more based on religious uh, dogma and, you know, how you behave and uh, uh, not principles. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I guess I, I, I kind of shoot from the hip. You know what I mean? It's, it depends on the situation. It depends on whether we're having the conversation over and over again. You, you know, you try different approaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try the calm approach. And then sometimes you got to fucking raise your voice. Sometimes you got to talk to them, especially after they get, they get to a certain age, they're starting to experience life. You got to give them a, a dose of the reality, dose of real. And I think that's something that's lost on today's parenting because people want to, everybody has to feel good or feel a certain way and be fucking, you know, uh, hugged and kissed and in and, and Care Bear style. Sometimes you got to be real with your kids because if you're not real with them, someone else is going to be real with them and they may not be as nice and they may not, it may not come from a good place mm-hmm. and your kid gets wrapped up in some shit. So, I mean, you know, you got to, every situation is different. You know, I think I think every most parents have used all of those styles at one time or another, depending on the situation. I guess I would I would say I was strict on certain things like I I expect I don't expect my kids to get things right all the time, but I expect them to try. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's like the big thing that we push because, you know, my kids are really little. So I'm like, this is just. I'm just, just trying to form the base 
for everything that's going to be the rest of their lives. So like, I feel like now is the time that I have to make sure that they understand, like, you have to try. You can't just give up because it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be hard. You're going to make mistakes and mistakes are good because you're going to learn from those mistakes. Like when my, my, my daughter was bothered by getting a word wrong on her spelling test. And I'm like, well, that's actually a good thing because now you know exactly how to spell it. You learn something. And I think I hope I'm hoping that when I keep reinforcing that, that she'll get that mistakes are not necessarily a bad thing because I want her to be able to make mistakes and not get fucked up about it. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that's a, that's the difference between learning and being a robot. Yeah. You know, actually using your mind and taking those mistakes. And like you said, you now you've learned something different. It won't happen again. I mean, life is trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? If you do, if you, if you do it right, you learn from whatever fuck ups you had. Mm-hmm. And then you carry that on. And then the next time you don't make the same mistakes, but you know, hopefully that yeah. that's the way you do it. Um, and just in terms of like respect for elders, you know, how they speak to people, like I'm really strict on those sorts of things and, 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 and the stuff that they consume. Like I want to limit the amount of stuff that is not, which I don't think is beneficial to them, which I think is which sort of, counters my messages for them. You ever notice, like, if you watch, like, let's say Saved by the Bell. Who is the coolest guy on Saved by the Bell? Zach. I don't know his name, but yeah, Zach. Zach and A.C. Slater, right? Mm -hmm. But the smartest guy on the show was also the clown. So, like, America tries to create this culture where the guy who is smart enough to get away with things, but not smart enough to, like, create things is the coolest guy. But the the real intellect on that show was Screech. Mm-hmm. But they he was a goof, right? And nobody wants to be the goof. Everybody wants to be the cool guy, right? And he liked Dirty Sanchez's. What? What? <laughs> that was the whole thing. Screech had an actual uh, sex tape. Oh, and they said he liked I Dirty Sanchez's. Wow. Yeah. Oh. That's hilarious. All Screech, right. a.k.a. Was- Dirty Sanchez. I was talking about my children, but uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> introducing uh, apparently, Vin has a more relaxed parental style. Well, th- thanks for introducing your search history. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh God! But wait, yeah. while you guys were talking, I looked up the different um, the twelve different parental styles. It's discipline, mm-hmm. which is the approach, is more structured with an emphasis on consequences for bad behavior. Traditional, the parents are in charge, and the kid kids are expected to obey intensive parents expect their kids to make good grades and excel in sports and activities natural the natural approach sees families enjoying a more relaxed lifestyle mostly outdoors child-led which seems absolutely insane to me but it's obviously the opposite of traditional and is led by children oh, the approach that looks best to the kids to set boundaries for themselves new age this the two uh, fathers one of which were was smacked uh these are the the, oh, no, no, they weren't new age. Uh, these are the yes day parents uh, who place fun above all else. Routine parents were the, was the one of the fathers who was smacked, uh, which is an approach like this is more traditional and adheres to a strict structure to keep kids feel safe and know what to expect. Ironically, this couple's kids 
literally threw open the gate to invite the uh, in, uh, the stranger into their house. They didn't even show that. They only talked about it because the parents were so triggered um, emotionally by seeing their children do this. They didn't even show the video. And then um, they also have a scoreboard, a basketball scoreboard, where they calculate points based on the uh, positive things that the kids do. And I guess if they reach a certain number, they get a prize. Bizarre to me. Uh, high achievement. Uh, this was the black dude uh, who said, there's no way my son would uh, uh, smack me, which is an intensive approach. This method pushes kids even further out of their comfort zone to ensure they achieve their full potential. The helicopter parent, they supervise over the independence of their children. Free range, consider this approach the opposite of the helicopter parent. And kids are allowed to explore and self-supervise. Strict rules reign supreme and negotiation. Parents and kids are equals and they discuss their feelings and needs so that everyone in the family feels supported. So all of these different parental styles are in competition with one another on this show. And it's not like what's like American Ninja type competition, but it's it's comparing the styles based on uh, different scenarios that they uh, manufacture. Uh, it's a show that I think is worth watching, but be careful if you you might get caught out there <laughs> with the uh, tear coming down your eye because you you feel for these parents and they you see that they all try and do their best and they're dealing with their own traumas and trying to recalibrate things that have happened in their lives and trying to reset that in their children's lives. So um, it's uh, a very interesting and uh, transparent way of seeing people um, be vulnerable in, in, in how they try to raise their children emotional damage potentially potentially um and since that went a little bit longer than i expected i'm going to just say the last point of my check-in is atl the final season was absolutely incredible it's it's like they wrote it and they said yo l you are going to enjoy every episode and that i did haven't seen it I really hate to see that show uh, go away. It is it is definitely top tier television. It was it was very sad that that watching the last episode, knowing that there was going to be no more. Mm. Yeah, and I love the way they ended sad. it. I yeah. love the way they ended it. I just happened to catch a clip of when Earn goes to jail from season one. <laughs> that has got to be one of the funniest moments in television. <laughs> I swear to God, it's hilarious. Hilarious. And uh, I'm going to start watching it from the beginning again. Mm. And keep watching it over and over again. Like The Office. People watch The Office over yeah. and over. Yeah. The but I, I respect that it's four seasons. And maybe I would have liked five, but um, they definitely did not jump to shark. No. So this is Leon. That's my check-in and I'm done speaking. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Dakota and 40, letting you know about Dakota40pod.com. That's right, Dakota40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Dakota40pod.com. Dakota40pod.com. Well, I don't have much of a check in this week, so I'm going to keep it mine pretty short. I've just been, you know, doing my Uber thing, and that's pretty much it. The weather has been very very warm uh for january it's like i find myself everywhere i'm at it's like 50 degrees or 45 degrees and 49 degrees like 
we haven't had much of a winter and I'm not complaining about it because I don't want to deal with any snow, anything because uh, snow to me is just the most annoying thing in the world. When you're a kid, you love it. When you're an adult and you have to clean that shit up, it's it's a no go. But um, yeah, other than that, the other day I was uh, driving and I was noticing that as you go through different neighborhoods and, and, and things of that nature, you just see the differences between things, whether it's something as simple as the width of the street and just the general, you know, upkeep of certain neighborhoods and just the 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 wealth gap and how it's 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 becoming so wide. And it's just crazy. I, I think, you know, it made me think that we, we need a general reset. What I mean by a reset, I'm thinking where we are currently as a society, we, we can't continue to go. We can't expect to reach this, you know, utopia type society based on how we're structured right now. The education system won't allow that to happen. Um, society in general, this this whole, you know, we need a part of society that's going to suffer in order for the other part to, I guess, live comfortably. And uh, I just feel like, you know, with these wages and, and rent is so fucking high and everything is just so high like this. People people are posting videos of paying $9 for eggs. I'm thinking, like, we need a fucking reset. And, uh, you know, I want to know what you guys think. The the reset of the country. I mean, that's you're talking about the world. Whole, the, the world. We need a world reset. I don't because know. The, the, what, because, I, I mean... <laughs> We can't sustain the health of this planet based on how we're going right now. And we need we kind of need the planet right to live on. So, like, what are we what are we doing here? I think the what only thing that's going to reset this system globally is a, that's going to be a catastrophe, a global catastrophe, a meteor hitting the Earth, extinction level events, something like that. That's the only way it's going to completely reset. It's not going to be from people changing their minds. So we 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 we're never it's it's gonna have to be the the whole shit's gonna have to basically get blown up before it goes back to people thinking in a different yeah. way. Yeah, how else? Do you, how, there's no other way to wrestle power away from people who who have it. So it's either they, full they, revolution they, you and and you extinguish those people who currently have power and so, design a new system, or a media smashes and uh, yeah. causes a massive tidal wave and kills half of the world so you think we're going to need an extinction level type of event for that type of change to happen or like you to go even further some sort of alien invasion where now race and all of that doesn't matter anymore because it's either you or you're going to get eaten by whatever the fuck just came to the planet no nah, i don't believe that i think <laughs> i think i think some white folks still find a reason not to like black people you think they'll cut a, they'll cut a deal with the fucking aliens look Maybe. here I, just take one of them they're <laughs> juicier we'll be on the front line still again no no just but seriously um i don't think aliens are going to do it unless aliens take over and tell us what to do this this we've been working on this system for a while so do you think as a planet at this point, uh, you know, when I when I say the reset, like, so we're doomed. We're basically fucked. We're, we're going to get to a point where we're already at, a, I think, at a point of no return when it comes to the planet. We They've been talking about that for years now. Scientists have con confirmed that once we go over the threshold, the things that we think are going to happen in 100 years are going to happen exponentially just because we've already tipped the scales. When you say we're fucked, you mean... 
the average I'm talking about people, the, the, the entire planet. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Yeah, you might be able to get into a rocket ship and circle to, the planet. To Mars. But, yeah, they, they're figuring it out. Yeah, well, so they're going to just fuck this <laughs> planet to be out. out. I think more so than going to Mars, they're trying to figure out how to live in an unfriendly environment. Because they, they, if they got all the power, all the resources, all the decision-making abilities, we're, the, we're still the losers. We're going to be outside the bubble unless you're servicing them. So it's just going to get it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's not going to it's never going to get better. Is what I'm saying. No, it, it won't. This system won't get better. It's so not we, we, it's not constructed for our success and for for it to be comfortable for us. It's not it's not built for our comfort. So with that, so so everything that everything that we're being taught or told and the whole pick you up by your bootstraps and all that. It's all bullshit. It's all fucking a lie. Of course. All of it's a lie. The entire system's a lie. Of course. If there wasn't some hope of us winning the lottery or doing such a good job that we get promoted to the big corner office, we, we wouldn't do it. Wow. You wouldn't do a good job. Nobody do a good job. So, what? you know, that's a problem. And, and I don't know, man. I think it, it gets to the point when, then what? The rich are just eating us? <laughs> they've been eating us i'm talking about real life eating us like oh. you know maybe they are i don't know you know that what what what's, what what the fuck do we do at this point because i i'm i'm just thinking that like like I, I said earlier we we have these like these visions of the future based on m movies they've produced like and some of them for the most part there's usually some fucked up shit happening right mm -hmm. but there's those movies that show this like real utopian future where you don't see garbage you don't see certain things it's like how the fuck did they get there based on where we are right now in history or is that just something they just made up to think that well that's how a future could look for us i just want to say i can't wait for this show to air so i can hear that stimulating conversation because i heard none of it <laughs> wow <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, wow. his infrastructure has been but, compromised that said i think i have fixed the problem so you are right on time <laughs> as your mouth moves yes. my words are coming out so cool yes. um well but, I, I, yeah go ahead so i was going to say the closest thing to what you're describing is probably the movie demolition man mm. where everything above this level was yeah. utopian yeah. but the, but Every th there was another level beneath that. Yeah, they were eating rat burgers and shit like that. There you go. But so so many of the movies are like that. So I can think of um, uh, Judge Dredd, mm -hmm. uh, Hunger uh, Games, uh, Elysium. Uh, yeah, Hunger Games. I didn't see which that. I actually I saw one. Oh, let me stop lying. I saw thirty minutes of a Hunger Games movie. <laughs> You've never seen all three of them? No, the, all the, three. I haven't even seen one full. This movie. nigga said I, I saw I saw some credits. <laughs> I saw, I it saw on one section. Uh, I don't know why. It's just, you know, you, when you're sitting on the sofa and somebody else is watching a movie and you just don't yeah. get up. Yeah. And I eventually got up and I was yeah, like, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. I'm going to head out. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> enough. I've seen enough. I know where this, I know, I know how this ends. But yeah, to your point, though, I think what you're describing is currently what we have now. And I don't know if it's going to change much, but there's going to be a uh, level of the society that gets better and has resources and will hoard the resources while there will be the scourge who will continue to fight and be the rebellion and try to take the empire down that's and that's 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 how we're headed right now and because they've 
that we we were headed for that, but I guess 20, 30 years ago, we weren't factoring in uh, the power of the internet and how that creates further division and everything else. So not only do you have murderous hordes, but you have them in factions now. Mm. And they're trying to murder each other so they can get to the top. Meanwhile, the rich just watch the whole thing from their fucking yeah. ivory towers. Because it's so easy to disseminate this uh, information. And also, we, not I'm not saying we, but as a society, ha- have adopted the philosophy of scarcity. So it's preached and it's pushed down our throat that there's not enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. When there is. Yeah. There's more than oh, enough. Yeah. There's plenty. Mm-hmm. There's more than enough. It's just that we don't we don't want to share. No. As a species, mine, humans mine, mine, don't mine, like mine, to share. Mine, mine. They will not share. Human beings do not. And the richer you are and the more entrenched you are into that system, the less you want to share with other people. Absolutely. It's it, to me, it's sickening that uh, I was there was an uh, article the other day and then Jeff Bezos was talking about how, you know, we're he- we're headed for a recession. And, you know, you guys need to like basically telling the country that people need to like, you know, tighten up their bootstraps because it's about to go down right now this is a motherfucker who made record 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 profits during the uh fucking pandemic turned around and laying people off via email whether they work for human resources or they work on the line where they package the stuff doesn't matter it's this it's this well his attitude look well i have mine i hope you have yours you know you better you better tighten up your bootstraps it, it, while while he's flying into space in a, on a cock ship. It's just, to me, it's just, it's enough already. Like, these people need to be dissolved. Honestly, man, but, I just... What, what is it about his statement that bothers you? Because to me, it's like you've done, you've exploited an entire country, an entire world, pretty much, with your fucking Amazon shit. You know, you've seen what happened in Staten Island. You see what happens throughout his all of his... Uh, places where he has these um these factories how these people are treated and then you 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 don't you pay your uh workers just above minimum wage and 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 we all know that you can't live on minimum wage nowhere in this country it's this whole attitude of now you better hope that you know you 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 need to save what little you have meanwhile you've been exploiting people throughout the whole pandemic what have you done to help anybody but fly yourself on a fucking spaceship i just think the guy he would argue that he's made life a lot more convenient, of course. Which on some levels, of he course, has. he has. But here's here's the other thing. Um, part of the media's job is to perpetuate stories that don't necessarily that aren't necessarily true. So, particularly in the startup space, there's only about four million jobs in startups in America. So, mm-hmm. when you're talking about layoffs, you're only talking about maybe four hundred to five hundred thousand people in America. But they will use that narrative to let make you believe that the sky is falling and they will use that to justify why prices are going up and all this other stuff. So it's all it's it really goes back to forget what they say. Watch what they do. Right. Because he is not pulling back on his lifestyle. No, no. And not not even a little bit, (laughs) not even a little bit. So why would he? get on any type of soapbox and say, you need to pull back on your li- lifestyle other than to say, I'm going to reap more profits. Uh-huh. And you're going to get less money. So yes, that's basically what it is. Prepare for that. That's what it is. But we, we were the, the here's the thing is like, I, I can't have a, like a, like a, a strong stance against Jeff Bezos when Amazon packages are showing up to my house uh, four <laughs> times a week, like today. Of course, I can't I talk. It. I can't because because literally his the what the service that his company is providing 
is what I was asking for. Mm. Like I can order tonight and have something tomorrow. Let me let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. We we all know that, like I said, during the pandemic, the made the man made record profits. Yeah. And has continued to make record profits. You have to, and I know the idea that the corporation needs to continue to make profits and things of that nature. And I and I'm thinking that it would still continue to pay to 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 make profits, but the idea of paying a livable wage, like if people worked there, they would be able to at least have be able to be able to afford an apartment wherever they were at. Like if he, wherever you lived, if he could base his salary on a livable wage. Would he still create, would he still make profits? Of course he would, because the same people that he'd be paying, they'd have more money, disposable income, and probably we'd be ordering more stuff from Amazon anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, and like you're saying, and, I, and, yeah. and, and, and to, to what Leon said, yeah, there only represents 4 million jobs in, in the country. But I think overall, all the other corporations, if they did that and people were living better and happier, you'd get more productive people and they would be spending their income because it's not like the 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 whole machine that's designed to get us to spend money would stop. Shit, they would they would their engines would be going full steam. Well, what part of Amazon are we talking about? And what what is there? I don't know what they're paying. I'm not. Ta- I'm just saying yeah. Amazon is the, is is basically the the example here. I'm saying like if companies did that, they're still making profit. Like like why do why does it have to be pushed to this extreme we've had this conversation before on other shows and i'm like I, that's my understanding like what 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 is where is that th- this people just don't care is there no empathy anymore like what's the deal like why are have we, we talking about me? why are we so far removed from the fact that our parents were able to support like the father our father technically could go out and have a job and support pay a mortgage have a house have a car have family vacations and all those things on a, on a particular salary, why we why was that such a problem? To where we have to have two people working in the house, sometimes three, to make ends meet. Like why did, why have we gone from that model to where people could live on one salary to where we are right now? I think why was that? Why is that necessary? It's not necessary, but the part of the rules of engagement when it comes to company and business changed. There used to be a spirit of, and it, we talk about, you know, people used to have pensions and be, stay with companies for decades. And then when right. they left, they would receive this um, annuity or whatever it was, a regular income. Particularly now, and we've talked about this before, we've officially moved into a gig economy. It is, you work here for a period of time, we use your services, and once we no longer need your services, Goodbye. And and it's the same thing with the workers. Like once I have another gig that pays me more or uh, aligns with what I want to do with my life, goodbye. And that's where we are. There's no longer this sense of uh, allegiance and loyalty on either side of the equation when it comes to employer and employee. So you you ask what what has changed? That has changed. The the relationship between the two parties no longer seeks to have an ongoing long-term affair, if you will. But that's by design. That started with Reagan. That started with all of them getting these, like, my thing is, is that there used to be some loyalty and some pride there when you worked for an organization or a company. And there used to be some sort of reciprocal, whether it was your paycheck, whether it was bonuses, where there was some sort of reciprocal relation, a respect and relationship there. But both sides are the reason why both sides like that, because the, the big corporations, they started the shit. They said, well, fuck it. We're going to be greedy. We're going to go to another country and we're going to cut. And then the, and then the, the politicians 
they turned around and still gave these motherfuckers tax breaks Mm -hmm. instead of taxing them and saying, hey, what about creating jobs for all the campaign shit they talk about? I'm going to create jobs. Well, where did they go? They let them leave. They sold it out for, you know, shares in those companies. So if I circle back to your original question, we need a reset. Who needs a reset? The whole system. Because there's no way we're going to get but there are, the future there, with the current system we have right now. You, you keep saying we. There, there are parties within the system that are benefiting. So why would they want to reset? Because they can't continue to to live the way they live if they keep crushing this, the, the very people that support them. <laughs> so this, this is the part of the conversation I think you, you didn't hear. Because oh, we had this okay. exact same conversation. Because I I'll, I'll hear that. it on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, like, for a reset, the entire thing has to be broken down. Right. It's got to be an extinction level event where uh, half the planet gets destroyed and we have to rebuild it. Or there's a revolution of of the working class against um, the ruling class and we murder them all because we can't keep any of them around. Right. But the problem I see with that is we've already been conditioned by this way of life. So whoever wins so we that break war, it and then build it back and just reset it just it just would look different. Mm. That's that's very possible. Well, it, ha- it it has to be livable because you, you I I don't know. I I, I guess I, I'm I'm I have a utopian state of mind thinking that you know it, it, there's enough for everybody but it doesn't have to be this. Of course there's going to be people in power. I get it. You don't have to be that fucking greedy is my point. No, I agree. Because who I, do we I, owe this money to? What are we making this money for? Who are we paying? Like the fucking, I, I saw the meme where it says, it says the planet is $17 trillion in debt. And like, who the fuck we owe this money to? To the Decepticons? Like, who the fuck <laughs> we owe this money to? Like, why? You know, come on. Yeah, is Megatron coming for his check? Like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? Like, it doesn't make, like, it's like, come on. You cannot you cannot continue to have a system this way. Eventually, it will break. And when it breaks, like this is the time to try to get in there and fix it. You can you, listen. There's things. There's changes that could be made. They don't want to do that. There's no motivation no, well, th- to do that. This is this is a philosophy, right? So a financial philosophy, essentially. And the people who believe in it think that this is the proper way for us to exist on this planet. Yeah, well, of course, because they're riding the cream on top. Well, yes. we get fucked. Yeah, that's not that's not going to change. <laughs> that's not going to change. We will still have to go to work. We will still be on the receiving end of that shitty stick, and um, they will continue to sell us this dream. And then when we stop buying the dream and we get angry, they'll distract us with with sports and ice cream and, and ice Amazon cream. packages, nigga, and Amazon packages with a smile I mean, on it. <laughs> I think Jeff Bezos is a dick. I think he looks like a dick. He decided to go into space riding a dick. He tried to break down a bridge in in Rotterdam like a dick would do. Dick rider. But what can I say? His service is... He's unmatched. I'm so mad. I'm so goddamn mad. Wait a minute. My package just came. (laughs) What was I talking about again? (laughs) And Amazon not even my packages is, came. Where are my packages? Amazon uh, Amazon is unmatched. I've returned things I should not have been able to return. And Amazon was like, hey, yeah, give it back. Here's your money. These are facts. I just, 
Yo, I was going to buy some new, um, what do you call it? Uh, teardrop uh, light bulbs. Mm. But then I needed to figure out which ones I had purchased. So I went into my Amazon uh, history and it basically is asking me, is there something wrong with these? We'll send you some new ones. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, these shits won't light up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. I was like, uh, I, th- I thought light bulbs were supposed to go out at some point. So um, no, no, not these. I've returned. I matter of fact, I'm only returning one. They're sending me like six. I'm like, okay. Well, that reminds you, me. You remember that phone back. I broke in Miami? Yeah, that went back. <laughs> no problem. Full <laughs> refund. <laughs> the other phone right. actually also went back. Jeff Bezos. He raves, but he Thank says, you, Jeff. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> but no, you, um, you're trying to front like you ain't got Amazon packages. I shit. do, but I'm. Okay. But you know, but my we thing know. is, so and, so and, you're supporting him though. I. I, I, and you're supporting I'm not mad. Listen, what he's doing is great. He's providing he's providing a service. I get it. But does he need he need to? It, I find it disgusting that his workers, some of them, can't even eat. You know, in a sense of they got to choose between their rent and possibly buying something to eat because whatever. That's that's a that's a real uh, a thing that happens oh, to a lot of sure. people out there. I mean, the, the fact that I mean? he's a union buster, the fact that yeah, all of those people things, have like, to choose have between to be pissing in greedy. a jar or going to the bathroom. Like this is right. someone yes. is this is a disgusting mind yes. who would even allow that to perpetuate. Yes. Right. Like, why do you have to be there? Because my thing is, you created a company from scratch. You did all that. I give it. You're a mastermind. You did all that. But through all your struggles and all your trials and tribulations and how people shit it on you, how do you then turn around and say, I'm going to be the most maniacal factory owner in the world? And this is why I say, if you reset the system, there's going to be someone who remembers how they got shitted on and they'll be in power and they will do the exact same thing. Mm. But that's a reset without re-education. Who's going to re-educate? I don't know, man. That's our problem. We we need to go back to being tadpoles and then start all over again. That's what I said. It's got to be a situation where have you seen? Have you seen? Okay, so there's a new HBO show called uh, The Last of Us. Oh, I keep I keep seeing it pop yeah. up. I haven't watched it yet. Though. It's actually really good. Based on the video, really game. good. It's not. I, I when I saw the first maybe first two trailers, I thought it was going to be like a a uh, Walking Dead ripoff. It's not like that at all. Is it? It's not zombies. It, oh, okay. It's it's uh it's another thing that that's taken over. It's more like um I am legend. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's something that's infected. Gotcha. Um people. But it's it's um it's pretty good. It's really good. Um well, anyway, gonna be the next shit. It's going to have to be a, a situation like that where the entire world like if this pandemic had actually gone on to kill more people. And we weren't able to come out if we literally were not able to come out for two years rather than just one year. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we didn't even really do a year. We did March to November before we, we came out of the house a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. But if we went from March 2020 to March 2022 in the same condition, this world would look a lot different. It would look a lot different. Yeah, it would just yeah, more people would have just died because they would have been like, "You got to get back to work." I it it would have just been Jeff Bezos. It would have been, <laughs> been dead Amazon workers everywhere <laughs> on the streets. Just vests. There's no way they would have let people not work for two years. Yeah. What do you well, mean? At least they would have got hazard pay. <laughs> the pay would have went up. 
You think. You would hope, right? You would hope. But you know what? It, let, let's say it didn't last two years. Let's say it just went on and people were were literally dying as fast. Because remember, we were, we were losing 2,000 people a day mm-hmm. at Not one enough. point in New York. Not enough. 2,000 2, people. It's, it's a crazy, crazy number. But imagine if that just continued at that level or increased mm. because of the infection rate. Mm. That's a, that's the type of situation I think would have to happen for this world to have any sort of reset. Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, it is that time for us to end the show. And uh, I, I, I think uh, maybe to end the world and restart again. I don't know. Uh, L thinks tadpoles. Rick's thinking. It's the end of the world as, <laughs> as we, we know, know it. And Rick's thinking uh, a fucking asteroid. Fine. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I guess I can't really uh, argue with that at, at all because personally, I think that's what's going to have to happen because I don't think humans can do it themselves. We can't. Mm. We're not very ni- a very nice species. We're not. I, I don't even know if it's nice. We're, we're not a serious species. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We, you know, we, we just don't. We we fake care yeah, about everything. Fake, fake care, fake outrage. We really just want to get through the day. Yes, yes. That's There's true. a lot of fake well, care. We care. are outraged in that moment. Yeah. But yeah quickly but I'm outraged at how everybody <laughs> fake cares. Yeah, exactly. Quickly distracted by Ooh, some booty clapping or Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. Titties. Beyonce. Titties. And more titties. Yeah. So uh, you know, as we normally ask, what have you learned this week on the Decoding Forty show, fellas? I can tell you what I learned. Um, ladies and gentlemen, keep your laptops clean. Try to get as much mini files off of them as possible. Otherwise, you will not be able to contribute to this high power podcast. He was at a he was at a disadvantage this week. I mean, just all week. It was he was talking with one arm behind his back. I mean and his eyes closed. With with my mic down. It's it's just crazy. But uh, I think I fixed it. I do need to get a new uh, microphone cord, but other than that, I will be back in the seat we're grateful that you learned your lesson yes yes what did i learn this week i learned that if brian doesn't get his shit together (laughs) it's called we're about to be recording at subaru live from subaru (laughs) (laughs) right how's that cup of coffee come off Brian, how's that cup of coffee coming? I like my <laughs> shit with steam milk, motherfucker. Make sure it's steam milk. It's decoding forty. Yeah, we'll be here all day till Subaru gives my car back. We should do a we should we should do a state a sit in sit in the Subarus. <laughs> sit in the Subaru. Uh, what I learned this week, I learned that uh, the world needs a reset, and unfortunately, in my lifetime, I don't think it's going to happen. And with that being said, it's been another episode of Decoding Forty, and we'll see you next week. Hey, where can I get those fly ass t-shirts though? That's right. Before we go, we got to make sure we plug that. It's the <laughs> it's www.decoder40pod.com where you can get all your funky t-shirts. You get yourself a mug down there. You get yourself extra large or an extra small, whatever you feel. You know, get that t-shirt. We'll get it now. Get it. Buy it. Wear it. Get it. Get it. All right, fellas. All right. Peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to Decoding Forty. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. 
go to www.dakota40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Code and 40, goddammit.